doing the prayer javelin tonight. So, uh, as you can see in the, the title of it, but like I said a few minutes ago, um, you can go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 13. And um, so first of all, I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 6, the verse that I started the javelins on, started the javelins with the other night. And um, so, anyways, I'm going to read this verse. It says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. I'm going to pray over the Word before I get started. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for this opportunity, Lord, to, to get on here and do this video, Lord, to, on the, the javelins, Lord God, and that it will help each and every one of us, Lord, in our walk with you, Lord Jesus. I ask you, God, to, to use me as your vessel, Lord, and as your oracle, Lord God. Give me the words to say, Lord, that, that you want me to say, Lord God. This, this is not about me. This is about you and your Word and putting it forth to help others, God, and ask you, Lord Jesus, to use me, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, praying always with all prayer and supplication. And praying always there is pray without ceasing. It also says over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, so, you know, praying always, pray without ceasing, praying at all times. And uh, the thing about prayer is you have to have a communication line open with God. And uh, that communication line is like when you need Him, He's there. He's here. He hears you. And I'm going to show you uh, another verse a little later on that kind of brings that brings that out a little more in that part. But but you have a communication line open with God, and where it's that's why I'm praying without ceasing and praying always. That's why that's what it means there is to constantly be praying to Him. And uh, you know you don't have to be praying out loud, you know, outspoken all the time. You can pray and pray in your spirit and pray in, you know, um, but just communicating with God, thanking Him and praising Him in your in your spirit, in your spirit man, inside of you, and you know it's it's not that hard to do. It's not a hard thing to do. Um, I mean, we can sing along with songs, you know, while we're working or whatever, and while we're doing things. So you know, how come we can't pray to God while we're doing things and while we're while we're busy and and always doing something? You know, and just tell him, you know, how wonderful he is and, and thank him for showing you things and thank him for helping you do things and for blessing your hands and, you know, and just, just constantly be praying and talking to him. And, and if somebody needs prayer, you'd be praying for them while you're working or while you're doing things. Ask God to touch somebody in their, you know, touch people in their body, you know, people that you know is sick and everything and, and that he'll heal them and that he'll move in their situations and, and stuff, move in their finances and bless people and, and just you know, just praying. Always, you always have something to pray about, something to pray for, to God for. And um, you know, it's it's never it's a never-ending thing, and we should be doing it always on a constant basis. But how important is prayer? You know, is, if you think about it, when David come back from Ziklag, and and his army and their, and all the people when they came back to Ziklag and everything was stolen, all their you know all their belongings and their their all their wives and their children and everything. Everything was all taken from them. And they were fixing to stone David. And David said, no, hold on a minute. And he encouraged himself in the Lord. And he took the, he got the ephod, which is a, a shawl that they put on. And he prayed to God to get an answer, to get a, you know to resolve the situation. And then he told him, he said, God gave me the answer. I know what we got to do. And, you know, the, as they started to pursue after the direction that the army had left and went in, they found a man that knew exactly where they were going 
and he took them directly to where they were going, and his answer, his prayers were answered. But see, if he would have never taken time to pray to God, and if he would have got away from them stoning him, he wouldn't have got the solution or the answer as to what he needed to go do. But instead, you know, he prayed to God and asked God, and God moved for him, and God gave him the direction to go in. David was somebody that prayed all the time on a constant basis. He was always praying. And, you know, that's a very important thing. Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in, in, in the book of Daniel, you know, under the King Nebuchadnezzar's reign, they were praying always. They always prayed. And they got in trouble for praying several times. They, they were put in a, in a fiery furnace for praying. And Jesus was in that furnace with them when they threw him in there, but he not a not a bit of the flame touched her clothes. They come out of there didn't even smell like smoke because God protected them and kept them while they were in that fiery furnace, a furnace that was so hot that it, that it killed the men that threw them in the fire, that threw them into the furnace. So God protected them. But if they wouldn't have had a prayer life like they should have had and communicated with God and everything and God knew them, you know, because of their prayers, because they were spoke to Him, they communed with Him and they talked to Him. So being as they prayed, you know, God moved for them. God knew them and God helped them and resolved problems and situations. And whereas if they wouldn't have had that prayer life and if they wouldn't have been talking to God, then they would, you know, they would have probably been burned up in that flame And when they got thrown in there. Actually, they would have probably never got thrown in there because if they'd have never prayed, then they would have never, you know, got in trouble with Nebuchadnezzar with the king and all. And also with the, you know, with Daniel got thrown in the lion's den and not a single lion touched him. He used the lion for, lions for pillows and stuff. And, you know, the lions were laid, laid, you know, he used them to lay on them. When they looked over in there, he was laying on the lions and just enjoying himself because God shut the mouths of the lions to protect him. And then when the men that got him in trouble with King Darius, when they were thrown in there, the lions ate them up before they even hit the ground, had them tore apart in pieces before, they, before their bodies even touched the ground. And, you know, just to show you that the lions were vicious, they wasn't pets. But God shut their mouths when Daniel was thrown in there to protect him because he prayed, because he was praying to his God. He wasn't praying to nobody else's God. And he was going to pray when he was going to pray. And, you know, and there wasn't going to stop him from praying. And we're coming upon a time where they might try to do that again to the church. So we need to take a stand for God and, and be ready. That's one of the reasons why I believe God wanted me to get on here and teach us on the armor of God because we're going to need it in the near future coming up, that's coming up. And we need to be ready for it. We need to be prepared. We need to be efficient in the in the use of the armor and be efficient on the battlefield for for the Lord. So over in Mark chapter thirteen, I'm gonna read this verse. And prayer, by the way, pray is pray to pray to God, to supplicate, to worship. These are some of the definitions in the in the Greek on the word pray. It's to pray to God, to supplicate, to worship, and in some cases to beg as, as binding oneself, to put a petition before the Lord, to beseech Him, which is another, is another word for beg. You know, when you beg the Lord to move in a situation, you know, if you've got a, you know, a bad situation happen in your life, you know, and you need God to move. You know, there's people out there that their children's, you know, in the hospital and stuff, and and they're, you know, begging the Lord to move, begging the Lord to heal their child. You know, it's not, it's not a bad thing to beg the Lord for something when you need it. So don't ever think that. Um, you know, you need Him to move. You need Him to move, and to pray, and to make a request, make a request known to God. And those are some of the definitions of it. But here in Mark chapter 13. 
In Mark chapter 13 says, Take ye heed, watch and pray. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. Now what Jesus was speaking of here was in was the last days of what he was speaking of. But what I want to bring out is what he says here, where he says, Take ye heed. In other words, watch. Because you got to watch and pray. So take ye heed and, and watch. Watch what's happening. In other words, be be aware of your situations be aware of what's going on around you at all times and pray for what reason for you know not when the time is now remember how i said the javelins is to attack is to hit your enemy afar off is to is to make a an attack on something before it gets up to you before it gets into your comfort zone you hit it afar off so that's what prayer does what you when you pray when you're praying to God, he'll, He can show you your situations before they even get to you, before the things even begin to happen in your life. He can show you, and you can always already be praying and asking God to move in that. And when you ask God to lay out your, you know, to lead your feet, to guide you, to direct you, to show you the path that, you, that He wants you to go and show you what you need to do in certain situations, then you're asking Him to prepare your way ahead of you, to make your way clean, to clear it, to clear the enemy off your path, you see, to to move for you before you even get there, and that's when that's what praying does. But if you don't pray and you don't, you know, you don't ask God for direction, don't ask God to lead you, and everything, then you're going into the situation blind, and something can come up and attack you and hit you head on. And we have to, so we have to take heed and be aware of our surroundings, and pray. When you pray, God will show you those things. And watch when you watch for situations before they get to you. You can also pray, and you can also watch for others and pray for others. And God sometimes leads you to pray for others while you're praying. And sometimes when you get to pray into the Lord and, and you begin to begin to speak in tongues, it comes from deep down inside of you that's got an urgency about them. Then He's you, He's speaking through you with His Spirit to pray and th certain things that you don't know what to pray. Because sometimes we get in situations where we don't know what to pray. We don't know how to pray about a certain situation or don't know how to, to reach God about certain things. So him and his infinite knowledge and infinite wisdom, knowing our situations and knowing how to resolve our situations, if we, if we, are, if we are loyal to him, he will pray through us and pray for the situation for us because he knows how to pray. It's pretty awesome the way that the way that is. See, that's the spirit man, the Holy Ghost that lives inside of you that knows all situations because he's got the spirit man, the Holy Ghost is God living inside of you. So he knows the situations going on around you that you don't even know. And he knows how to resolve them and how to pray about them and everything. So he can speak through you and pray for you. And it's pretty pretty awesome the way that God does that, and, and, you know, but God's awesome anyhow. I mean, God's just amazing, and, and, and so, so it's just, it's, there's no, there's really no words to explain in the English vocabulary. That's why hallelujah is 10,000 praises in one word that you can speak to God, because the English vocabulary just, just can't explain how awesome and wonderful He is. And there's not, you know, we could use all the words that, that, lifts him up and, and exalts him and it wouldn't be enough you know for because of how great and wonderful he is but you see 
watch and pray for you know not when the time is. In other words, you don't know when the situation is going to arrive. You don't know when a situation is going to hit you wide open, full throttle, and knock you off your feet. I mean, you don't know that. So you have to you have to pray so that you can take care of that situation before it even gets to you. Because, you know, prayer is not just asking for things either. Um, prayer prayer isn't just for asking God for things. That's another thing. We always think that prayer, well, we, you know, you go to God in prayer, you ask Him for things. You know, it's, it's not, that's not what, that's not the only thing prayer is for. And I'm going to show you something pretty awesome here. If you turn to Matthew chapter 26, is the next verse. Matthew chapter 26, just a few pages over, you know, like I said, prayer is not just for asking God for things. Prayer is also for communicating to God. It's for talking to God. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But in Matthew chapter 26, verse 53, says, Thinkest thou not, or thinkest thou, that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? Now, the reason I brought this verse out is because I want, I want to show you something here that, that about the word pray here that I thought was really interesting when I read this verse and looked up the definition of it. But it says, Thinkest thou not now that I can, thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father? What was happening here was he was fixing to be taken to before the Roman court to be crucified. And. Peter stepped up and cut off one of the soldiers' ears because he was going to defend Jesus. And Jesus stopped him and he put the ear back on the soldier and healed the soldier's ear. And he turned to Peter and he said, Do you not know that I could right now pray to my Father in heaven and ask him and he send me 12 legions of angels? In other words, enough angels that could have wiped out all the humanity on earth in a matter of seconds. That's how many angels he could have called down. And, you know, and he said, I can defend myself. I can call on... <laughs> I can call on myself up in heaven and defend myself. You know, I don't need you to defend me. In other words, I, he, he basically, he had to go do what, he's, what he was doing because that's what he came here for was to die on the cross for our sins. So he told Peter, you just, you know, just hold up. I, I can take care of myself. I, I got this. But when he said, I pray to my father, what I wanted to bring out is what he said here in the Greek because the definition of pray right here in the Greek is to call near. In other words, call the Father down right now, right here where I'm at. I'm, I'm fully capable of that, is what he was telling Peter. I could call the Father right here, right beside of me. And us, we, we have the power that Jesus has bestowed upon us being a child of God and having a relationship with Him and being close to Him. We have that same ability. And he says to call near that is invite. In other words, invite the Lord down into His presence. He can invite the Father down into His presence. And we can invite the Lord into our presence. We can invite the very Spirit of God to come right down in the room with us. And when you get God moving in your surroundings and in your situations, anything that the devil is trying to bring against you is not going to succeed. It's not going to be successful. You get God in your room and in your surroundings and around you, you're going to change the very atmosphere around you to where if somebody, if somebody's possessed, the devil's either going to cry out for deliver, deliverance out of them 
or he's gonna or they're gonna leave they're gonna flee and because you get God into your surroundings and into your presence things can't stand that's not of him so what Jesus was telling Peter here is I could call 10,000 angels right here right now actually 12 legions would be 12,000 angels because a Roman legion was 1,000 angels or 1,000 soldiers so one legion of angels is 1,000 angels he could have called. So 12 legions of angels is 12,000 legions that he could have called right then, or 12,000 12, angels that he could have called right then to come in and move for him and, and just basically annihilate whatever gets in the way. But he didn't do that because he had to fulfill what he came to do. So thinking about that is we have that, when we have a communication line open with the Lord and we get into a situation, we just call out. We cry out and He's right there. It's just like when Peter was stepped out of the boat onto the water. I don't think Jesus was right there, right in front of him at the time when he began to sink. Jesus, I believe, was still a little ways off, but that's why Peter panicked. So, Because he was already got too far away from the boat to get back to the boat or to get back into it. And because of the, the waves and the storm around him, and Jesus being too far away to, for him to reach out and grab a hold of him. But when he cried out, all of a sudden Jesus was right there and grabbed his hand because he, was, he called him to him. So that's the same way whenever we get in a situation, we got that communication line open with the Lord. Once again, the communication line. Think about Peter being out there in that storm, not being able to see clearly to see that it was Jesus walking on the water. But yet he knew. Somehow he knew that Jesus, that was Jesus out there. Because if somebody crawls, calls out across the you know, boisterous winds and tries to yell at somebody, they're not going to be able to hear what they're saying if they're a far distance off. So being as Peter was able to hear him, I believe he heard him in a, not with his physical ears, but he knew that that was Jesus walking on the water. And when he got out of the boat and began to walk, he was doing something miraculous, doing something totally against natural physics of things, knowing that that water can't sustain him, but because Jesus said, come to me on the water, he was able to walk on the water because he believed. So having that communication line open with the Lord is the same thing with us. When we get in a situation, all we got to do is call out. God already knows what we're going through. He already knows our situations. He knows all things. So if he already knows what you're going through and you, can, you have the ability to call out and him hear you and be able to come down right now and move in the situation, there was a situation here at the house one time, with, and if little Ed, when little Ed watches this, he he probably he might remember it. I don't know. He was pretty young at the time, but I know Anita knows. He was, she was in, at the stove cooking some stuff, and little Ed walked up and stuck his hand on the top, on the eye of the stove, and the stove was glowing red when he did it. When he touched his hand on her, and she said, "Oh Jesus!" and she grabbed his hand and started praying over it right away and stuck his hand under cold water. And just a few minutes later, it's like he had, didn't even touch the stove. That was just crying out to God, you know, and God heard immediately and result, took care of the situation. His hand wasn't burned. And that's just the power of God, that, you know, because, you know, if, you're, if that eye is hot, you're going to get burned. And uh, I touched my arm one time on a piece of glowing hot metal, and it, it burned it. It burned it really bad. It was a uh, really good burn. And, um, you know, but that, I mean... That was a miracle, and that was just calling out to God, that, you know, not taking a, 
a five-minute prayer and holding his hand and praying. I mean, she called out to God immediately and stuck his hand under the sink. And when she looked at it, there was no burn. He wasn't even crying. He did it first when he first touched it, you know, but his hand wasn't burned after she ran the water over it. That was a miracle. That was just from calling out to God and not even praying, just calling out to him, Oh, Jesus, you know, and that's what Jesus was talking about here. I can call to the Father and this situation be resolved immediately. And, you know, he was trying to show Peter something there. But he's also telling Peter, no, I have to go do this. I, ha I could stop it, but I have to go do it. And so we have to have that communication line and be praying to God always, always praying to him, always talking to him. Now, I'm going to show you something else here that I thought was really awesome. I've read this verse right here that I'm fixing to read to you, um, you know, and just read it and just a dip, looking at it a different way, you know, than I am tonight because God showed me something this, about this when I looked it up in the in the Greek. Now, if you think about something, what I've been teaching throughout this whole teaching about the armor, about having it being efficient with it or having it work effectively in your life. Now, keeping that in mind, when I read this verse, and I'm going to show you something here that God showed me about this. But in James chapter 5, James chapter 5, and when I read this verse, um, all of you people that's in church and know this verse, because this is a pretty popular, pretty popular passage of scripture here that I'm going to read. But James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. This is the part I want you to catch. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much now availeth there means to prevail or means it can do now what's it talking about here it's talking about the prayer of the righteous man right talk about the prayer of the righteous man can do what it is asking to be done or in other words it can prevail over something that is coming against it so the prayer of a righteous man can avail or prevail over what's coming against the prayer or coming against the righteous man that is saying the prayer. Or the prayer that a righteous man speaks can do what he's asking it to do. But here's what I want you to catch. It's not just the prayer of a righteous man can do these things. Okay? A righteous man without, can you know, a righteous man, some of them have, stronger prayers than others because they're more effective or more efficient than others so this is what i want you to catch the effectual fervent prayer so the effectual fervent prayer and if you look that up in the greek fervent means to be active or to have an active prayer life so the active prayer life of the prayer the prayer of a righteous man's active prayer life there's another way that you can look at that avails much or can do or prevails so the other thing is is to be efficient the efficient prayer the efficient prayer of a righteous man avails much or prevails so remember what i was saying earlier about what i've been saying in this teaching about your armor being efficient or being it being able to do what it in other words, you are you have practice with it to the point to where it's effective in your life, or it does what it's supposed to be doing in your life. 
And that's that's the the key there is to practice with it and work with it to where it becomes effective in your life or where it is is active and it is doing what it's meant to be doing. In other words, it's not just put on you to make you look good. It's not just put on you so when people look at you and they say, hey, check him out. He's got his armor on. No, it's not about that. It's nothing about how you look, okay? If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, then your persona or the way you look towards others or when others look at you, what they see is they're going to see what they're supposed to be seeing. They're going to see that you're bearing fruit. They're going to see that you are what you say you are. It's not about making yourself look good. So when they look at you, they say, hey, check him out. That man right there, you know, all kudos to him because I can see by the way he looks. You know, I'm going to give him praise and set him up on a pedestal. That's not what you want. You don't want to be set up on a pedestal to be praised now. You want to be praised by God when you get to heaven and God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been, you have been, you have been loyal to me in a few things, so I'm going to make you ruler over many. See, you want that. You don't want to be praised now. You want to be praised when you get to heaven. But what you want now is when people see you, when they look at you, they see that you are what you're saying you are. So then when they look at you, you're, you're a living example so they can see Jesus in you. So when they look at you, they see somebody that is doing what they're professing and not somebody that's lying out there and just, try, just in it for the money like some people are. Some people stand up in a pulpit and they preach, yet they're not preaching to get people saved or, or preaching to make a difference in somebody's life or trying to help people. No, they're, they're for self-gain. They're doing this to put money in their pocket so that they can go out and buy whatever they want, drive these fancy cars and do whatever. No, that's not what it's about. It's about saving souls. It's about building the kingdom of heaven. So your prayer life would be building the kingdom of heaven. Your prayer life would be getting things answered for people. Your prayer life would be getting people saved, getting people healed, getting things done that people need done, getting their finances blessed, getting your finances blessed so you can bless the church, so that you can put your money in the storehouse, so the storehouse money can go out and, and help people and do what it's supposed to be doing instead of pocketing the pastor's pocket, you know, padding the pastor's pocket. It's not about, this ain't nothing about making money. This is about doing what God needs done, and He needs us to help to do it. He calls us to do it for Him so that He can bless us for being loyal and for doing what we're what He wants us to do. And... But to have the armor being effective in your life, it, it will it will avail a lot. I mean, all, every single piece of it, not just the prayer part. The prayers, the prayer is very important. We have to have a prayer life, and your prayer will help build up the other pieces of the armor as well. It's not just used to attack the enemy afar off, but it's also to to help build you up. Let's think about this: a, a soldier walking on a battlefield with a javelin and approaching the enemy. But the enemy's still too far away. If he throws a javelin now, then when he throws a javelin, it'll fall too short before it, it hits the opponent. So at this time, while he's walking on unlevel ground, uneven ground, in order to help keep him from spraining an ankle or from falling down or tripping or whatever, he can use the javelin to help help him with his footing, kind of like a staff, like the the uh, like the shepherd would use as a staff also to help his footing and all. He can use the javelin to help his footing to help keep him from tripping or keep him from stumbling or whatever the case may be. So the thinking about that in that aspect, the the prayer, your prayer will help build you up and keep you from stumbling, keep you from falling short. See, it's not just 
for attacking the enemy afar off, but it's also to help prepare you and help get you and help keep you in line, help you keep keep uh, from stumbling. So if you have a communication line open with God, then God can speak to you. He can He can uh, trouble your heart. He can convict you in situations. See, that's the the reason for the truth, the belt of truth, having your your uh, your javelin or your prayer connected to the belt of truth. You're in the truth. If you're in the truth, God will convict you whenever you're doing things wrong. So all this works together. I'm going to go into that a little later on. I'm going to bring that out. And I'm going to need to help. I'm definitely going to need help with the Lord on that when I bring it all together, each and every individual piece all together. But tell you something else about prayer i told you i was gonna i was gonna show you another thing about it here but just keep that in mind the fervent prayer or the active prayer or the efficient prayer of a righteous man avails much and be mighty in prayer that's another thing too when you practice when you when you're uh you're working in prayer and you're you're practicing with it and um you will become stronger in it. So the stronger you become in your prayer life, the stronger you get in your prayer life, then the mightier you will become in your prayer life. So, but in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, remember how I said it's not all about asking God for things. And it's not. We don't go to God with the, uh, you know, Christmas list or whatever, or go to Him with a wish list or go to him just asking and especially for asking just for us it's not about just going to him saying god i need this god i need that or even god so and so needs this or god so and so needs that it's not just for that prayer is not just for asking you see if we if we never spoke to god until just at times when we need something you know how do you think that would make him feel you know, if you if he just looks down at you and say, "Well, there's so and so coming back to me again to ask me for something," but yet he don't never speak to me about anything else. You know, this person, so and so, never comes to me and tells me how good of a day he had because of me, and never comes to me and gives me a little bit of praise for when I looked out for him today to keep him from from falling or to keep him from getting in an accident or to keep him from from going someplace where he shouldn't have went, you know. Um, so-and-so never comes to me and thanks me for any of that. So-and-so never comes to me and says, you know, God, you're awesome. You know, I read your word, Lord, and what it says in here about the things you did, you know, and just, it's just awesome. And, and, you know, and so-and-so never comes to me and thanks me for, for what I did for him 2,000 years ago when I hung on that tree, you know, and, and put my life on, on that tree for him you know so and so never comes to me and thanks me for this or thanks me for that he's just coming to but he's coming to me now because he needs something he's coming to me now because he's going to ask me to do something for him but yet i don't never talk to him any other time how do you think that makes god feel but i want you to think about something here what it says here in the book of isaiah it says verse 18 in chapter 1 says come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they be they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wood as wool. But think about this. 
Come now and let us reason together. You know what reason means? Reason means to talk, to, to discuss, or to argue, you know. And we're not going to go arguing with the Lord, no. You know, we don't argue with Him. But you communicate with Him. That's what it's talking about here. He says, come now and let us reason. Come now and let us talk together. Come now and let us have a conversation, is what He's saying here. You know, He wants to speak to us. He wants to, he wants to talk to us. He wants to communicate with us. You think about it, uh, 4,000 years ago, or almost 6,000 years ago now, in the Garden of Eden, when he, when he formed man out of the dust of the earth, Everything else he spoke into existence. But he, when it came to man, he took the dust of the earth. He knelt down and took the dust of the earth and formed man. And made him with his very hands. He formed man out of the dust of the earth. And then he breathed the breath of life in him. And then after he placed him in the garden, it says during the cool of the day, he would come down and walk and talk with Adam in the cool of the garden. In the cool of the day, he would walk through the garden. They would talk to each other. They would communicate with each other. He sat with Adam and he brought every animal to him and let, let Adam name each and every animal. You see, he, he talked to him. He had a conversation with him. Adam knew God face to face. Adam knew God like, like when you talk to a friend or when you talk to any, any person face to face, he knew, he knew God like that. Adam had that kind of communication line open with God before he fell from the garden before he fell from grace. So if you think about that, God wants to have that same relationship with you and I. But the only way you're going to have that relationship with him is to prayer in your prayer life, is to talk to God, is to pray to God. And then you can communicate with him face to face and have that relationship with him. You might not be physically looking at him with your own eyes face to face and talking to him like that, but he's right there listening to every word that you say. And you are communicating with him and talking to him as though you are speaking to him in person. I know to some people that would sound kind of crazy, but to a person that knows God, you know what I'm talking about. Because spiritually you know, you have a communication line with God, open with God. You are speaking to Him as though He's right there. As though you're talking to Him standing right beside of you. And that's the awesome part about it. And that's all God wants. He wants us to come to Him and reason with Him. He will show us the right way. He will show us the way that He wants us to go. He will lead, guide, and direct you. Reason together means you talk to Him about the situation or the circumstance, and He can lead you in the direction that He wants you to go and, and take you by the hand and guide you to, the, to where you need to go. But you have to have that communication line open with Him. You have to have that relationship with Him where you're talking to Him as though you're speaking to Him face to face. And, to, and reasoning together. That's prayer. That's the javelins. The javelins can affect things far off before they even get close to you. If you have them effective in your life, if you have the javelin effective and efficient in your life, and you have it working and have it doing what it's supposed to be doing, then that's the way it will work for you. It'll take care of your situation before it even gets into your comfort zone. And there are times where things are allowed to get into our comfort zone. They're allowed to get in there in that close perimeter around you, but as long as you have a prayer life and you're praying to God, He will take care of the situation before it even arrives, before it even gets to you and gets close to you. Or He'll make it easier by the time it does get to you because He's done taking the wind out of its sails. So, if you think about that, think about prayer Think about prayer like that. Think about the javelin like that. And think about your prayer life like that, having a communication line open with God. Go and reason with Him. 
sit, kneel down and ask him to come down and commune with you and talk to you and discuss things with him one on one tell him you and tell him you want to talk to him like that tell him god i want to have a a, a relationship with you like that i want to have that ability to talk to you as though you're standing next to me and i want to hear you let me hear your voice so that i will know that it's you speaking to me so when you tell me things i will know that it's coming directly from you i want to know your voice i want to know the shepherd's voice the sheep has to know the shepherd's voice so we have to be able to know the voice of god so think think about that um chew on it a little bit and consider what i'm telling you tonight and think about it and get it effective in your life get it to working in your life and make it happen get a hold of the javelins and and practice with them and work with them and the next javelin i'm going to go into is the javelin on praise and i i save that one for last because i tell you when you start talking about praise and god i mean i can get real excited real quick because god when he hears you praising him when he hears you lifting his name up when he hears a few hallelujahs shouted he comes down and he, he gets right into your atmosphere and he gets right into your circumstance and that's what's really awesome about about praising god you know, it's one thing when two when two or more are gathered in my name, I will be in the midst thereof, meaning he'll be close enough to listen to the conversation. But when you get to praising him, he inhabits the praise. He inhabits the praises of his people. So that's going to be the next one is the javelin of praise. And I'm going to speak about how it, how it can also affect your surroundings and affect things afar off. And it'll take care of things and situations because... Guess what? You have when you get to praising him, he's in your he he's uh right there in your atmosphere. So he inhabits those praises. And if he's inhabiting those praises, then he's right there with you, holding your hand. Just like that footprints in the sand. The guy said he was walking along, said he looked back all through his while he's walking when times are kinda light, times ain't real hard situations ain't that bad things are going kind of good not perfect but kind of good and he looks back sees two sets of footprints he knows god's always right there with him god's walking beside of him and helping him make it through but then when the times got so hard to where he could barely stand and he felt like he was fixing to go under he looked back and he only seen one set of footprints when he come out the other side and everything was good he seen the two footprints again. He said, God, what'd you do? Leave me during a hard time? I mean, I've seen your footprints there beside of me all the rest of the way. But then through that hard time, I only seen one set of footprints. He said, God told him, my son, he said, it was during those hard times. Those were my footsteps because I was carrying you. You see, that's having God right there with you. So you'll know when you're facing those hard times, he's going to help you get through there. He's going to help you get through them because he's right there where he can pick you up and carry you the rest of the way and help you get through them. All you got to do is stay loyal to him and keep your eyes set on him, not wavering from side to side, but keeping on, pressing on, pushing, pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Never faltering, never wavering, but keep going no matter how tough the times get because God's still with you. He shall not forsake you. He shall never leave you, but he will be with you even unto the end of the world. That's our promise. It's us that walks away. God don't walk away from us. We walk away from him. So just hang on. Keep pushing. Keep pressing. Get your armor on. Keep it on. Keep it. Come on. Keep working it. Get it effective in your life. 
to where you'll be able to succeed and be successful and help others get there as well because if you if you are successful then the others around you that are watching you and that you are influencing they will be successful because they'll see that you made it and that you was able to make it it'll give them hope to where they can make it too so hope you enjoyed this tonight if this helped you um please share it to help others watch it um because this you know i think it if it helps people that's what it's all about and um i just hope it helps others and helps them in their walk with god and helps them to get close to god and uh just share it if you, if you don't mind and and um appreciate you love you guys and uh see y'all next time